Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. That's right, Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. We're back again. This time we are talking about draft positions. What we think the best, the worst, and just the good ones are. You've got, of course, your man, Julian, and who else? Lavy Lav, what it do, baby? Right, we got salt and pepper in the building. Salt and pepper in the building. We got the re- got the real ones here. Uh, you know, you know, James is James is where James is. James is James is doing what James does. James is definitely drunk and sleep already. <laughs> and the so, draft hasn't even started. So yeah, James won't listen to this. So we can give I could tell you who I was how I'm gonna take first overall, and James wouldn't even hear me. So no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if you did listen to it now. But all right, on to the topics. So this year, and we're gonna we're gonna come to you with the thought of a twelve person draft. That's the most standard is 12, 12 team draft, and we'll come with come at you with the same approach, standard or PPR. And if there are any differences, we'll make sure we we uh, specify. But to start off, Brandon, what do you where do you think the best spots for the draft this year in twenty twenty one are? Um, typically, each year though, you wanna you really wanna base it on the actual draft rankings and how your board is set. So for example, this year, I would say a lot of the heavy hitters that are worth taking in the first round, like the, maybe the first, second, third, fourth pick, fifth pick ish in there. And then, and, and then it becomes a drop off. So you, so you have to start to think about what am I willing to sacrifice in the draft? So with it, if the draft is top heavy, so to speak, I'm, I'm, if, if I don't get the first two or three picks, I always want to be at the back of the draft. Okay. So is, is that, you think that's best for this year specifically, or is that an every year thing for you? The, to, to me, I just kind of um, base it off how the draft's going and, and, and like, and like how the actual rankings look. So if the rankings look like now it's still looking like, I mean, I, f- I feel like the draft looks like it looks every year. R- running backs are going to be going like crazy, but there's some running backs that, you know, aren't going to be worthy to be taken in the first round that are probably going to be taken first round for people reaching. So, so, right. so w- w- whenever you have talent, you know, you know, like a talent, disparity so to speak i feel like the back of the draft for me is always where i want to go like that 11 12 pick especially 12 so you can go back to back okay so i'm gonna come at you with a different approach and again i I don't think there's a wrong answer here Uh, i i think draft position more than anything would you agree brandon is preference yes definitely yeah so i i prefer and and you know every year I, i go back and forth on this this is something where if you're looking for consistency from me there'll be a lot of things i'm consistent on Draft position is really not one of them because it's it's really year to year for me. It's how I, the the talent where I see their ADP is their average draft position, and how I want to build my team. And so I've I've been doing some mock drafts the last couple of weeks, and I really think I want to be in the middle. I think I want to be anywhere between four and eight, between four and eight. I, I have my my list and my rankings, and there are eight top running backs. Picks one through eight is I would go running back one through eight. After that happens, then you got, and then you throw a Tyreek Hill in there, you know, because there's a, there's a fall off on well, I mean, running backs. There, there's this and that, but, but I'm saying for, for mine personally, I want one of those top running backs. And I feel like if you're at one or two, there's a whole lot of pressure picking the, even at three, there's a whole lot of pressure right there. Cause there's kind of a top three. If you're at three more safe, but, and the reason I like four through eight so much is I want to, I want the foundation, the building block to be a, a top tier running back. Mm-hmm. And then there, there are two big names, names of the game 
when it comes to name of the games, name of the games. I think that's how you would pronounce that. You'd make games plural. So there are two big name of the games when it comes to drafting for me is how you want to build your team and also predicting who is going to be available at your next pick. Because while you may think this is your second best player, if they're not going until the fourth or fifth round, you're not going to use a second round pick on them. You're not going to pick them second because you know, you can get somebody else talented. Okay. Well, they're going here. Even though I like this guy that goes in the fourth or fifth better. If he's going in the fourth or fifth, I could take him in the third guaranteed still. So don't take him in the second. So that, that's, that, those are just rules you got to live by. You have to understand where people are getting drafted. But for me, it's so much easier to predict uh, eight to, to eight to 16 positions next of when I'll draft again, as opposed to predicting 20, 22, like 23 positions. Again, 23 players go between when you pick and when you pick again, if you're on the ends, that's a lot, man. And I feel I've been on both ends. I've been one, I've been 12 in the past and I like it a lot. Cause I like doubling up, getting two players. Like, okay, I get two of the premier talents, especially when you're like, so go this guy or this guy right here, this guy, or this guy, do I, do I have a running back or wide receiver? And you can be like, you know what? Uh, because you're in that position, you can take both. But but see for I, me, like the, the, I mean, I mean the middle for me though, it's just, it's so many wildcard factors. You have, you know, all the different people that we talked about how they draft. You have the homers, you have the, you have the new guys, you have the reachers that are going to pick everybody from their famous, you know, NFL or college team. Like there's, I feel like there's so many factors when, when you're drafting in the middle, there's so many things like, let's just say you, you, you know, a running back that you want is eight, right? You, you're thinking, Oh, this, this running back is going to fall to me. And then one of the guys, you know, from one through seven takes the running back. You're like, dude, he wasn't even projected to go there, but somebody, somebody took him. And then on the back end, when coming back, like, oh man, this dude's going to be available by the time I come back because you, you know, I mean, you have to scroll back to the end of the snake and then, and then bring it right back around to you. And then like, that's more pressure to all those different variables, because not everything is going to, is going to fall out like the mock draft, because I've done, I've done leagues to where, to where I've done tons of mock drafts. Right. And I, and I know about where players should be going and, and people just muck it all up, man, to just muck it all up. Of course. But, but to me, that's why I like the middle so much better is because there's always the human factors, always that going to be that human factor where somebody is going to reach. Well, if you're in the middle, you only have to wait 12, 11, 13, 14 picks until you pick again. So you can benefit from that reach. If you are not picking for 20 picks, somebody's going to benefit before you and somebody's going to, and there's going to be somebody wise picking again before you. And they're going to uh, get that person that falls. Just like, Oh my God, this person should have went around ago. I almost took them 22 picks ago and I didn't, and there's no reason they should still be available. I want to get them. And then three picks before you, somebody else with common sense. And so a little bit of know-how about fantasy football, they are like, man, I can't, this person just fell to me. They take them. So I, I, I really don't like having to wait 20 plus picks to pick again. And I, I think because the, the, the human factor, because if I only have to wait 12 or 14 picks or, or, or something like that, then I know somebody good is going to fall to me over and over and over again. I mean, but, and, and I mean, those, those are like, I feel like, you can't really determine what draft slot you get. So, I mean, oh, yeah, in, no. in, in chance, essence, regardless, anyway. like, like, yeah, yeah. So you have to really, the idea of it is really prepping yourself to have a strategy, no matter what pick you do. So, so, when, so, so when you're out there doing your mock drafts, I always practice Every having position. the first pick, the second pick, the middle, 
close to the middle, the second and third pick. Like you, you have to practice with those mock drafts at every possible position. Absolutely. And you're going to have to do it over and over because you're going to jump in those mock drafts. And then you're going to have a bunch of people who are, who are impatient. And they don't want to wait the three to four minutes, you, you know, for the mock draft to start. And they, and they log out. And then the whole, the whole mock draft that you're sitting there waiting on is going to be an auto draft, which isn't going to give you a very good indication of where players are going. So, so, so you have to be, you have to be extra careful with those, with those mock drafts too. And another thing I really like is, I think it's fantasy pros, the fantasy simulator, yeah. uh, fantasy mock draft simulator. That's a good one too, because it's got the ADPs of all the experts. So it's just you and the computer, but, but they do have a great calculator that has everybody going this where they should be going, this where they should be going. And then at that next pick shows you who, these are the best available at these all positions when you pick in this round. Yeah. So that's a, a lot of good knowledge. Do that a few times uh, at, at like all the positions to get an idea of who's available when. So then you realize you know, Hey, I don't have to reach. If there's a guy I really want, um, I don't know, say, say, I think DJ Chark is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. Cause I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be all business. And it may be just, you maybe you're a big Jacksonville fan and you want all the shares of Trevor Lawrence and DJ Chark. Well, DJ Chark is maybe going in the seventh, but you could, you could get DJ Chark in the fifth or sixth. And you're still like, man, that's my wide receiver one. And Trevor Lawrence is sometimes going undrafted, but never going before the the 11th. So you can take him the 11th, maybe and if you want to reach, but still the 10th, at the, the, but it comes to the 10th, you're throwing darts anyway. Oh yeah. Save it to the 10th. So like I say, you're, you're throwing darts uh, when it comes around 10. So before that though, it's, we're going to switch topics. We're going to get to what is the actual strategy? If you have one, two, three, if you have picks four, five, six, if you have picks seven, eight, nine, if you have picks 10, 11, 12, because truthfully, it's it's four quarters with the draft. The the strategy is about the same one, two, three. Strategy is about the same four, five, six. It's about the same seven, eight, nine, and it's about the same ten, eleven, twelve. Would you agree, Brandon? Um I I think it it solely depends on the the projected draft or like how you have people rank. So I think um I feel like all positions for me are different. If I have like a top, you know, one through maybe seven. I'm always going to go running back. So that is going to change towards the back of the draft because then you're you're kind of getting to the point to where is this running back going to be a, a bell cow for me? Or would I benefit from getting somebody like, for example, a, a Devontae Adams or a Julio Jones or a prolific wide receiver that you know is gonna is gonna consistently get you points every week. So so you don't want to, you know, running back is king. So you don't want to reach and get a running back just to have one. You want to like use that first pick that you get your, your first round pick is going to have to have some kind of value. So I just, you know, caution people to kind of really, really, you know, do the research on the draft boards as far as, you know, don't be, don't be married to your draft board either. So you have to go with the flow because you're going to have wild cards. Like I said, you're going to have the reachers. You're going to have people that are going to throw a monkey wrench in your whole plan. I guarantee it. And, and if you are not somebody that's been playing for that long or, or if you have somebody in your league or people in your league, who haven't played long maybe this is their first year playing like yeah you know what i'll give it a shot who cares they're gonna do some dumb stuff oh yeah <laughs> they're gonna do some very very dumb stuff some stuff yes. that brandon and i would not agree to if james was here he'd, he'd say go for it oh yeah he would he would say do it he's probably done it who knows uh james one time bet, bet brandon and i a hundred dollars at the end of the draft that he would win the whole league and we said so wait you're saying you versus 11 we're taking the field and it's an even money bet yeah we'll take that yeah, uh, easily. Without, without need to be said, Brandon and I were hundred dollars richer at the end of that year. <laughs> but we've we've also had a guy who he was a Chiefs fan, so uh, he took Chiefs running back round one, 
cool. The next round, round two, he took Charkandrick West, the Chiefs backup running back. They're like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so, so you're gonna have people that don't know stuff. All right. Um, so let's let's break down the first round. First round is probably the is obviously it's the first, it's the most important round. And each each round after that is the most important. Every round, every round, but the second is the next most important. The third is the next most important. Uh, and so on and so forth. So the first round, if you have the top three, it's you're you're going CMC, Derrick Henry, or oh, Dalvin yeah. Cook. That's Dalvin it. Cook. Yeah. It's any of those three, and it's gonna be in any order, whatever people are doing. If it's CMC first overall, I think in any format. Uh, I actually would probably go Derrick Henry over over Dalvin Cook in standard uh, PPR. I'd probably go Dalvin Cook over Derrick Henry, but it, still, it, you can't go wrong either way. Yeah. Then you get a four, five, six, and this is it's gonna shake it up a little bit. So you get yeah, yeah. There's a Saquon. Um, then there, then you Taylor. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, Jonathan I mean, Taylor's. I mean, some people. I mean, some I mean, people. Go ahead. Go ahead. No I would say I think Kamara's got to be up there. Kamara's yeah. in the top six. And then I think the seven, eight. So Zeke sometimes slides in. Sometimes he, sometimes Jonathan Taylor falls. Nick Chubb sometimes slides up there. Sometimes Nick Chubb falls. But that's eight. That's eight running backs right there that I named. I think if you can get any of those eight this year, you are you're starting your team off very strong. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely agree. So so if you're, but but I think the important strategy is. What about those guys, Julian, that are at nine through twelve? Like, right. what about those guys? Like, like, so, like, like, what do they do if they are sitting there? Like, crap! My whole draft strategy has blown up in my face right now because I wanted to get one of those eight. Like, I wanted to get one of those eight running backs, and I can't get one. What do they do? So my my information, what I put out, my knowledge that I try to share with everybody is: at the end of round four, you should have either two wide receivers, two running backs or three running backs and one wide receiver, or it, you could have a tight end only if it's Kelsey. Or Kittle. It, so I, I would disagree, but, but, but Brandon feels that way. At the end of round four, I, I would take uh, Waller or Kittle around five, but not round four. At the end of round four, I think because running back is so slim, at the end of round four, I really make it an exception. You have Kittle. I'm sorry, not Kittle. Jeez. Kelsey a top wide receiver and two top running backs. But so Kelsey was going to cost you late first, early second. Oh yeah. That's a hot price. Which, which means, so your other pick in either the, either the late second or early first has to be a running back. And then third or fourth, you got to get a, a probably third. You got to take a, a wide receiver, but third or fourth really, because you want a top wide receiver, but I, I, I feel like you can get that better, but you still need these top running backs. And after about four, there's a, after round four, there is a ginormous drop off in mm -hmm. the quality and just the starting running backs. There's just a huge drop off. There are only so many running backs that can start for teams. So round four, I, I like probably three running backs and a, a top tier wide receiver. But if Kelsey falls to me, I'll probably have two running backs, Kelsey and a top wide receiver. So if I'm at nine, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. I think he's a wide receiver yeah. one. And and because I it's their top running backs are their eight that are elite. If I'm, I'm if I get picked one through eight, I'm happy uh, yeah. with that. Which I said I prefer to be in the middle, but I get a top guy no matter what. Yeah. And then nine, I'm going Tyreek. And then you've got the guys that I think will do well. So you've got 
it could be Aaron Jones, Cam Makers. Yeah, Joe Mixon. Joe, Joe Mixon. And, 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 and I mean, and, 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 and by, the time, by the time we're drafting, end of August, beginning of September, we may be seeing Najee Harris as well. Could be, could be, yeah, that, that, and, and that is possible. So, I mean, you, you still can put yourself in a, in a situation where, especially if you're playing PPR, you can think about the, the value of a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, like though, like, like and, even and they're Kelsey going the third, they're going to yeah, third right and, now. And I'm saying even, even Kelsey, like, like those wide receivers are still going to help you with, with bulk as far as catching up because not a lot of running backs, even in PPR, not a lot of running backs are going to get you a bunch of points off of, you know, off of catches other than Chris McCaffrey and some other, you know, third down backs here and there. But like, like, if you're struggling in deficiency, oh, Kamara, 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 Kamar, definitely Kamara. Yeah. Or, or if you're struggling with, with like, dang, all the good running backs are gone. I don't want to reach for one. There, there's a Tyreek Hill options out there. Like, like there, there is the, there, there is the um, Hopkins. There's Devontae Adams. Like those guys are going to get targets. They're going to get a lot of targets, like a lot of them. So there, there are very few, but if you get one of those guys where they're, they're, they'll get why running back one numbers, a lot of weeks, a exactly. lot of weeks. Exactly. And Especially if you're playing PPR. Yeah. So uh, yeah, d- don't, don't worry too much because then you could still get in the, in the second round, you can get the Joe Mixon, you can get the JK yep. Dobbins, exactly. yep. um, CEH, so maybe get CEH early third, even, uh, or yep. sometime in the third. So there are a lot of running back ones still in the second and third, not that top eight tier. There's a, there's a, a to me, a big fall off after that eight. Yeah. And, and you never know, uh, Cam Akers can end up a top five running back. Absolutely. Yeah, Especially sure. with a guy like Sean McVay, coaching him um aaron jones could end up a top five running back but there could be rookies that end up a top five we could have Najee harris i i, I don't be shocked Dude, i i 100 predict that we're going to have a rookie finish as a running back one now is it Najee? i think so but it could be michael carter it could be trey sermon uh, i mean be, yeah Javante it could be travis Etienne. It, it could be travis Etienne. it could be a Jackson lot of Finn. it could, could be Javon, a lot Javante of williams yeah. So, so, I mean, also too, another good strategy is if you are, you know, late game action where you're kind of lacking at running back and you kind of had to go wide receiver heavy just because of how to draft fill. Remember you ha- always draft baseball, how the drafts falling. Yeah. Be- be- do not, do not be married to your boy. Do not be best, married to your boy. Yeah. The top, top six rounds or whatever, best yeah. available, man. Yeah. You take yeah. best so, available. So, so, so what you can start to think too, is start to think a little bit outside the box. You, you know, you have the injury prone running backs that are kind of consistently hurt. Think about snatching us from handcuffs because, because injuries, injuries have devastate people's fantasy seasons every single year. Like Saquon last year, Dalvin Cook was hurt for a bit. Christian McCaffrey was hurt all season last year. And then Mike Davis was a running back one that was, was on waivers and people snatched him up. So, so, so just start to think about the running back, their injury history. And it's a possibility, you know, you could get lucky, you know, if Zeke is hurt, you know, you got, you got, um, uh, what's his name from Dallas to back Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Yeah. So, so like th- those guys are going to be valuable options. Like, like, like to, to kind of just like hide away and stash in the event that an injury takes and, place. And that's round 12 and on. So oh, yeah, my, definitely. My, my philosophy though, on a handcuff is uh, so I personally don't want don't want any handcuffs. I don't want to waste a pick on that. I'm, only t- time I would consider it is if they're definitely injury prone, and I used a top top pick. So Dalvin Cook has been hurt, Saquon's been hurt, CMC's been hurt. I, I'm not if I if I get Derrick Henry, I'm not wasting a, even yeah. 15 rounds. Yeah. I'm not no. taking his handcuff. Yeah, no, uh, no, I, absolutely not. Nick, Nick Chubb, his handcuff is Cream Hunt, who's Going in the fourth, fifth, something, sixth round, something like that. It's going in the early middle rounds. You're not going to pay that price. 100%. Yeah, no, don't do no, that. No. Um, 
I'm just so, saying like that's just that that's just right. another option if you if you were lacking in running back because like I said you're going to get to a point it's I mean it's it, it's only so many teams with you know only run one running back and run at a time so now you're going to start to think what backup could possibly get played if I'm looking for a running back if you know if you have the running back hoarders who you know guys in your league that'll draft you know five and six running backs you know what I mean like there, there's going to be a running back deficiency and you're going to have to like really you, start Chad, to think outside man. the box. Yeah. <laughs> looking at chad the chaplain oh yeah uh, <laughs> um but and if you are a running back hoarder hey man that could, that could pay dividends for you the thing is you lack in other positions yes. some, you can take advantage of people like big ronnie and some trades so yeah so yeah if you, it, it can work out don't ever take a handcuff too early though no matter what position you have just don't don't waste an early pick on that and and sometimes if you're in round 13, you're like, man, who the heck do I take right now? My, my roster is set. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to take, which I prefer even more, take uh, the Giants handcuff. Like Saquon has not been able to stay healthy recently yeah. because not only could that possibly give you another RB1, but now you've got trade bait. And the guy that took Saquon the first time is like, I don't have a first round pick healthy. And now you're like, hey, man, I, I got your guy right here on a silver platter. So uh, don't be afraid to do that late in rounds if you feel like your team's already set. Also, anybody I'm taking rounds 11 and later, other than my kicker, my defense, I'm prepared to drop them on a moment's notice. I want them. I want them to be gems, and I want them to turn out into wide receiver ones and running back ones and QB ones and tight end ones. I want that to happen, but I'm realistic. The majority of the talent came off the board already, unless you maybe in the 11th, I got Devonta Smith. He fell and I picked him up. He ends up being uh, a monster. You know, you can get, you can get uh, sleepers, but there it's not that common. You know, you think, okay, maybe, maybe uh, Aguilar has a great year. Uh, maybe Mac Jones comes in and he, him and Aguilar have this incredible, have this incredible connection. And you yeah, got him in yeah the for, the, for the for the I mean for the most part, like like Julian said, like a lot of the talent is going to be off the board. So it's gone. I mean, I mean, what I would suggest: pay attention to those training camps. Like, search the internet. Like, do your research, especially if it's a money league and you're investing resources, you know, financially into a league. Like, it's I mean, it's a business. You know, it's a business. Do your research to make sure you know. For example, Raheem Mostert. Like, like he's he's you know the RB one supposedly, but he's hurt. So, so like the rookie Trey Sermon, for example, is going to probably get a bulk of the shares with whoever they has the RB1 right now. So, so like things like that, like it, it just takes a quick Google search and things like that to actually research draft positions where players have traded. Like if you're not a huge player in the, in the free agency market to see where all the, you know, new faces and new places are like, that is a good way to start to know like, oh man, you know, this person isn't here, that person is there. Like looking at lineup they have they have things online that you can look at to where it'll it'll show you the depth charts of, of like every single team just go check out the depth charts like things that easy can put you in a position to draft better than the next person who's just coming there to get drunk have a good time but we need those guys too so please if that's you come, come show up come show up. <laughs> i'm not we, saying we, you can't get drunk you, and have yeah. a good time but we need but you good to, we need business. you good time we need your charisma and we need your money yeah <laughs> okay so so we we stuck it out to them rounds one through four ideally two running backs, two wide receivers or running back or, or one wide receiver and three running backs or Kelsey or in your eyes, Kittle as well. And then one wide receiver and two running backs. So let's and, talk about, I'm sorry. No, good. Good. 
no, no, no. I was gonna say in in a, I feel like a sneaky a sneaky third tight end option out there is gonna be Mr. Mark Andrews. So he's 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 definitely a huge star on my list because Lamar Jackson finds comfort. He finds comfort in that guy. Yeah, him over Darren Waller. I, I yeah, I just truly don't don't really trust Derek Carr. So what Waller, like you know, like I mean, the system they run kind of favors you know you know. You know, like the, the West Coast offense, but like Mark Andrews, like he's a comfort, he's a comfort pillow for 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 Lamar Jackson, who already you can tell his confidence in throwing, you know, based upon how the last couple of seasons played off is, is not really where it should be, but he finds comfort in Mark Andrews. So don't forget about that guy. Well, so let's talk about rounds five, six, seven, eight. It's the meat of the draft. Anybody who's been drafted long enough will tell you. This is where the draft is won. Yep. When you find the running back ones here, the wide receiver ones here, where you find the QB ones here, the tight end ones here, which I promise you they will be available. They will go yes. off. Not every single one, but you're going to have – there are only 12 uh, top quarterbacks to be a, a quarterback one, 12 top, top – you're going to end up getting one of these guys. Maybe they got – and most likely – top six guys, maybe even a number one guy will come off in these rounds. Yeah. So, true. so, so, so Brandon, let's, let's say they went, let's say they went three running backs, one wide receiver in rounds one through four, where do they go rounds five and six? And then where they go seven and eight. Um, I guess that heavenly depends what round you said we're in, we're in five and six round, fifth and sixth round. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth and sixth round. Um, it all depends. Um, if some hefty quarterbacks are available at that time, I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick a quarterback, but I would start to think about it in my mind because once that first quarterback is snatched off the board, it it scares it scares everybody, and everybody starts. So are you it's thinking like about that, it at five, and are you potentially drafting it at six? Yes. So so, so so yeah. So so I'm so I'm thinking about it at five, depending on who's available. Now, if Lamar Jackson is there, is a no brainer. He's going to be gone way before that anyway because. Lamar Jackson is basically an extra running back. So, so, so that, that, that's a little key thing. If you're looking for a running back, he's an extra running back. He's going to get carries. He's going to get rushing yards, all that good stuff. But if the top two, which I figure are Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are gone. Now, if the Aaron Rodgers are sitting there, depending on how it plays out in green Bay, obviously, but, but, but let's just, you know, for argument's sake, assume that he's going to stay in green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers is sitting there, right. And I and I have two solid, like three solid running backs and and one number one wide receiver. I'm going, I'm definitely going to go. Um, I, I would I would go Aaron Rodgers at that time to just get it out of the way because I feel like there's so much, so much depth at the wide receiver spot that you're gonna be able to find find really good wide receiver options left in the draft to pair with your number one, especially if you have three stud running backs. Yes, I'm definitely gonna solidify the quarterback position. Okay. So I, I think rounds five or six are a little high for for Aaron Rodgers, but not for Lamar Jackson. Now, if you can get to round five, he's gonna be gone, man. He's, I don't know. Gonna, I don't know. He's gonna be gone. He got drafted seconds. second second round last year. Like, like it, it was on average second third round. He was gone. Yeah, but he didn't finish as the second quarterback. Now, so I mean, it, it, it's really what have you done for me lately? Josh Rosen is that, or not Josh? I'm sorry, Josh uh, Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Jesus, not Josh Rosen. Bum ass. Uh, Josh Allen is, is that guy. He's the number two yeah. uh, at ADP. He's the number two. And then I think Kyler Murray is coming off before Lamar Jackson as well. So if you can get any of those names we just mentioned, and then there's still some other guys. Sure. sure if to me, if you're in the sixth and any of those guys are there, 
of course, if Patrick Mahomes is there, but that's a no-brainer. Um, but if yeah. any of those guys are there in the sixth, use that pick. But also in the so the fifth, if I can get talent, so in the in the fifth, I'm still looking for what talent fell fell to me. Yes, that's true. In, the, too, in yeah. the top four rounds, I don't care if I had the first pick, the twelfth pick, or anything in the middle. I want to know what talent did I have in the top 48 picks in those top 50 players I have like, man, these are, these are studs. These are producers day in and day out. Uh, I want to see what, what falls to me because some, something's going to get falling. People are going to reach around three and four people. You might get a quarterback run. And if that happens, like we said before, there's no problem waiting on quarterback because there are oh, yeah. a ton oh, of yeah. quarterbacks I will take late and be very happy with my team this year. And so you can get, talent like third round maybe but definitely fourth yeah. round talent in the fifth so in oh, the yeah. fifth in the fifth i'm still looking for uh maybe another maybe a top tier if, if i'm if i feel like doing a brand thing and running back hoarding i might take another running back because if you're playing running backs one and two and you, you typically want to put one in your flex somebody's going to get hurt something's going to happen you got to have a good backup running back yeah. uh if, if you don't Injuries are going to happen. Bye going to happen. It's good to have a good another running back. So if you can get a stud right there that you had ranked as a fourth rounder or a third rounder, take him there. Otherwise, or if you had, shoot, maybe Julio Jones falls to you because people are scared because he's in a new team and AJ Brown is there. So if you get talent like that, that can fall to you in the fifth, go there. That's my advice to the fifth round because I think that will happen. I think something will fall. Now, the sixth round, I, I wouldn't want to use a six guaranteed on a tight end or a quarterback, but see what you had ranked highly. And if they're in the sixth, I'm looking at something like that. If it's an elite talent. So if, you know, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are still there. I'll take that there. If Mark Andrews is still there, uh, I'll take that there. There are, there are maybe like five tight ends. I, I consider elite this year yeah. five. And then the wild card is Kyle Pitts because he's a rookie. Yeah. But there are, there's, there are um, Kelsey, Darren Waller, Kittle, Kittle, Andrews, Andrews, and then Hawkin, TJ. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Hawkinson and, thank you. Hawkinson. Yeah. To, to me, that's it. Those are the five. It's those five. And then I put Kyle Pitts right after. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle Pitts is a wild card, but I, freak freak athlete, one of the greatest college tight ends ever, and he's on a team that fed Julio a lot. That yes. now all those targets yep. are available. Yep. So I, I'm I'm high on him. I'm I have him ranked as my sixth going into the season tight end. So in the sixth round, if I can get any of those guys, I'll probably go that route. Yeah, and and for and for, and for and for me as well, I I I like to fill out the roster, and you know, like if if I'm worried that like somebody's gonna start a domino effect of even a quarterback run. So if you miss out on the top guys, I, I definitely would just wait on quarterback and then just try to fill out the rest of the roster and then and then start to build your bench because you don't want to be the person like your first round pick goes down. And then, and then like your season is devastated because of one pick. So, so if you kind of bolster your roster and make it to where your bench is solid, no matter what, especially with like wide receivers, like I, I draft, like I try to have at least two running back um, on the bench and the rest, I try to fill it with wide receivers because I feel like I'm always weak at wide receiver because I'm always focusing on running backs. And I always just swoop and swap 
wide receivers every week to, mm-hmm. to, to hopefully somebody hits. If I'm not able to get one of the elite guys like the Devontae Adams, the Julio Jones, the Tyreek Hill, those guys, if I'm not able to get any of the, the high ones, which are probably going to go at the end of the first round, rolling into the second round, those wide receivers are going to start to come off the board. Then I just take wide receivers and I, and I take flyers on them. So I, I normally hit with two running backs on the bench and just go with wide receivers to just bolster my chances, you know, because like, like Julian said, at that point, you're, you're, you're kind of throwing darts, especially if you've missed the, you know, the, the boatload for all of the premier wide receivers. See, I, I don't think you're throwing darts until after the eighth. I, I think after the eighth, so to me, there's too much talent out there and there's too much strategy in the first eight at starting nine on, I think it's kind of throwing darts. See, but see, I, I feel like it's throwing darts just because once again, we're, we're already assuming that they have three running backs, like three, you have three running backs and, and one wide receiver one. I would okay, either okay, go. Okay. Let, let's, let's specify throwing darts then, because in my mind, throwing darts isn't, will this player hit? Throwing, uh, throwing darts is taking a chance on any position. I at least have an idea of what position I want to take. So, so okay, let, let me, let me explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm I'm saying like when, when I say throwing darts, I mean in, in the essence of I'm taking a wide receiver and I don't really I'm not really that confident in fair, taking them. Fair. It, okay. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a guess. Got it. Got it. Okay. So so my my point was uh, if you're around 13, you're throwing a dart at just any talent. You know, like hey, you know what, Christian Kirk. I remember that guy had a couple of good games. Sure, why not? Uh, and you're in round 12 and you go, uh, who's the who's the backup in Tampa? Uh, Giovanni Bernard is in Tampa now. He's playing with um, Tom Brady. Yeah, sure. Because at that point, you're willing to dr- drop anybody. But so, so I, I get what you're saying. There's not a, a specific name, a specific guy I'm looking at. But so I said what I, I like in rounds five and six, round seven or eight, seven and eight, excuse me. Uh, again, of course, if you have talent fall to you, take the talent. That's, the, that's paramount. If you have great players that fall to you in those rounds, take that. But in most cases, in seven and eight, I'm looking to grab my wide receiver too. I probably went uh, running back heavy in the top four rounds. And then I said, maybe maybe a tight end, maybe a backup running back, uh, maybe maybe a quarterback thrown in rounds five and six. Who knows? Maybe I drafted the end of round two or drafted at the end of round one. I got a running back and I got Kelsey. So now I'm, and then I got a wide receiver after that, another running back. So now I'm, I'm looking for my, t- my second big wide receiver at this point. You, there are a lot of big names out there. Juju is still out there. Juju Smith Schuster is still on the board. Uh, I saw Cooper cup go at, at this time, you know, uh, go late. Odell Beckham Jr. is going like in the fourth, yeah. fifth, something like yeah. that. There are a lot of big names that you can get in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And then seventh, eighth, as I told you, I'm really, really looking at to get my wide receiver too. And and I I see what Brandon was saying, the throwing darts though, because that wide receiver, Brandon Cooks is going in the eighth. If if that doesn't hit, so Brandon Cooks, I think will have a good season if he has a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, We don't know. We don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play this year. So if Brandon Cooks does have a good quarterback, I think he's going to have a good year. Maybe you take a chance. Maybe, maybe in the seventh, you take Jamar Chase or Devon eighth. You take Devonte, uh, uh, Devonta Smith. These are definitely kind of throwing darts because they have no track record. I see Brandon's point there, but to me, it's not, it's not throwing darts because I know it's at least, I know how I want to go. I want to go top wide receiver that's left on the board. That's what I want to do in seven and eight. And and I don't have, I don't have to go both. I could still get, ideally I get some kind of talent that fell to me in the seventh and then the eighth, 
or, or vice versa. The seventh, I'm like, wow, there's a few different really studs that are still there. Maybe the seventh, I go uh, Deontay Johnson or, or Juju Smith-Schuster or something like that. And then the eighth, I'm like, I got some talent to fall to me as well. Whether it's a, a, a top running back rookie that I really like, maybe Melvin Gordon is still on the board in seventh. Who knew? Because he's going late. So you never know uh, what could be there. Try to try to capitalize on other people's misfortune. And also, I think seventh, eighth is a great place to look for your wide receiver too. But it, but I see Brandon's point of throwing a dart because you're going to want to grab at least one, at least one wide receiver later too, because you took that wide receiver so late, you're not certain that he's going to be exactly your your Michael Thomas, you know, your Tyree. Make Hill. sure, well, make sure that he is a wide receiver one. So if you are picking a wide receiver, the another really good strategy is making sure that that's a number one wide receiver because it's right. going to increase his chance per per you know per play. It's going to increase the you know tar- possible targets that they're going to receive. So make sure that you're picking wide receivers that are wide receiver ones, especially if they're on the board. If I mean, if they're not on the board, then you obviously don't have a choice. But if you have the choice of picking a number one wide receiver, take a number one wide receiver. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's that easy. And But that comes with a little bit of research as well. So maybe you look in Jacksonville. Maybe you, you like Marvin Jones a lot. He's there and he's been great for a lot of years but dj chark is the number one there so, you, so make sure you know that make sure you take if they're both on the board you take chark over Marvin jones yes and in the pittsburgh wide receiver that's a tough one man that's a toss-up yeah. i've yeah. seen juju deontay those, johnson and chase those young guys man yeah yeah those those, those young guys man it's now see i'm going juju over any of them but i've i've seen juju get drafted third out of those three so it, it, it's tough in those different types of fields. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers one is a tough one. Are you going Debo Samuel? Are you going Brandon Ayuk? Uh, and uh, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, but uh, th- there are certain certain field backfields that are, are now uh, wide receiver groups that are more difficult, but take the best available. I mean, if for Los Angeles, is Cooper Cup is the slot guy. I don't think he's is, – is that considered the wide receiver one or is Robert Woods the wide receiver one? Wide receiver one, they were probably what Woods, right, wasn't it? I, I, I think it would be, but Cooper Cup gets more targets. Yeah. So you, you got to understand what how the offense coordinator, how the head coach runs the offense, got to understand how the quarterback likes to throw it to. Um, I, I mean, a good tight end later could be – maybe you didn't get a tight end, right? Okay, so we went through the first eight. Now let's go through 9, 10, 11, 12. Because um, 13, 14, 15, we're just going to say, take a kicker, take a defense, and take somebody your heart desires. Yeah, pretty much. So it's 9, 10, 11, 12. If you haven't gone tight end or quarterback, go tight end or quarterback. Would you agree with that, Brandon? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, you, by the time you get to that point of the draft, your roster, I mean, your starting lineup should be 95% filled already, meaning like you're probably missing the kicker in the defense. Like you, you shouldn't wait to the, especially the last round of draft quarterback. That's absolutely a bad idea. But uh, I, I want you to finish, but I, I'm, I'm going to say I, I disagree slightly. My, this year. my, pers- this year I disagree. my, my personal opinion, especially with quarterbacks, because now you're just taking scraps and you're assuming that quarterbacks are going to be there. What if they don't? Because now you're, you're, you're to the point now where people are starting to take backup quarterbacks as well. So you have to make sure at least you get a starter, a guy that you want, because you don't want to be in a position to where you're thinking, oh, you know, Matthew Stafford will be on the uh, on the on, on, on the free agency list or, or you're going to have Ryan Tannehill on the free agency list or you're going to have you know other quarterbacks. And then you've got, you know, let's just say, you know, everybody drafts different. So let's just say six of the people 
in the league have drafted two quarterbacks already. Now they they, they have a backup spot, quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a really bad spot. So now you're going to be in a playing maybe a rookie and like hoping that he pops. So you always want to have your roster filled out to at that point, in my opinion, your entire roster should be filled out. And, and, and the only thing starting that you haven't picked out yet is your, is your kicker and your, um, your, your kicker and your defense. And I always pick those last, but now I'm going to fill up the bulk of my bench, but I would not get to that point and not have the bulk of my roster filled out outside of kicker and defense. So I actually, I thought about the quarterback thing a little bit more. And I think you're absolutely right. I, I, before somebody's taking a second quarterback, I think you need to take, I mean, some people are going to do crazy stuff, but before yeah. the majority of the league, before they are taking their second quarterback, you should take your first. Uh, and there are a lot of great options that are going to be out there still. Yeah. Um, but so with that being said, one thing, so I like the idea of 9, 10, 11, 12, taking, make sure I got my quarterback and tight end taken, and then just taking two best available. Um, if, if you can find a running back one still there, I mean, Tevin Coleman is going in the 10th. You know, I, I've seen a lot of stuff like, like that. So if, if you can get some talent like that in the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, take it. I, I prefer to probably have a tight end by 12, but I'm not upset if I don't, because that means I'm, if I didn't take a tight end, I'm going into round 13. That means there was so much talent left for me at 12 and in 11 that I took studs like, like to guys, I think can have great seasons and that may happen to you. So then you already know where you're going picks uh, 13, 14, 15 you know you're going kicker, defense, and tight end. And if you're like, all right, there are there are 20 tight ends left on the board, I, I think six of them have potential, but I don't really trust any of them. You could take that round 15. I've, I've done a few different mock drafts where I took my tight end in the final round, and I was super okay with it. Super okay with what happened. Because there are like six guys that won't get drafted that could potentially have good seasons. Yes. So, if you, so look, if you get into the round 13, 14, 15, you know, you want your kicker, your defense, and then probably just whatever's left. But if you still need a tight end there, look, make sure, just know that this is a possibility and this is not a terrible draft strategy to have. Like if I don't get one of my top guys that I want waiting all the way to the end, that's not a bad strategy uh, in my eyes. And, but look who has the best week one matchup for tight ends. Look that up. And that's the guy you want to take in round 13, 14, or 15. Take him. And because he's going to have, he should ideally have a good week. And then you'll see what other tight end, like, oh, damn, these there are two tight ends on the waiver wire that look like monsters. And we, we didn't realize. I, I mean, maybe it's, maybe nobody took Tyler Higby. Uh, I think Tyler Higby will have a good year with the Rams. Um, that was, that was Goddard too, because, because he's, I mean, him and, him and Ertz are there. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Ertz doesn't sign with somebody until September. So people are like, I don't want to take a chance. And then he ends up coming right out and having a touchdown and 56 yards or something. Yeah, uh, you have Hunter Henry and, and um Jonah Smith in New England. That's a two tight end system. Hunter, yeah. Henry, Hunter Henry has been plagued with injuries. And I mean, right now he's slated to be drafted over over uh, over Jonah Smith. So so I mean that's that's still that's definitely a huge, huge option. Yeah, I mean you also have OJ Howard, who if if Gronk, Gronk is when it comes to tight ends, Gronk is old. Gronk's been beat up. Gronk has Gronk has been retired. He's back from retirement, a second season back from retirement. Keep these things in mind. So OJ Howard is a young stud. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he may be the wide receiver, or excuse me, the tight end one on a Tom Brady led system. So 
these are all things to keep in mind. And most people are probably not going to draft OJ Howard. I don't anticipate in any leagues I'm in OJ Howard being drafted. But he's a guy I have my eye on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and, 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 and I mean, many, many people don't hoard tight ends. So you're, yeah. so even if you waited on tight end, you're going to be fine because it's, it's a 12 man league, 32 teams. Like you're going to be able to locate a, a, a number one tight end from some team. So, so just kind of yeah. keep that in mind. I would be shocked if more than on a 12 team uh, league, more than 16 tight ends are, are yeah. owned. I'd be shocked, yeah. which means there are 16 teams with tight end ones sitting out there. Yeah. Just, just like I said, best rule of thumb is take a starting position player. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, who, who the heck is the starting tight end in Carolina for the Panthers? Uh, Carolina, it is because he retired. See, see, no one knows, but it could be, he could be, could be good. That's my point is we don't know. I don't know who the Jets starting tight end is. Uh, The the Browns have Austin Hooper and they have David Njoku. That makes it kind of tough because if, if we only had one, I'd be like, I like that guy. Austin Hooper's had good games. David Njoku's had good games, but it's tough when they have two. So understand systems like that. If they split the tight end work, that, that makes it more difficult to take. Uh, funny so thing I, is, for funny thing is, to answer your question, Carolina doesn't even have a tight end listed in the top thirty-five. <laughs> so, not in the top so, thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. So, so I know. Um, so, so even for example, Tennessee, Jonu Smith is gone now. So, so the, yeah. so the starting tight end there is going to be Anthony uh, Ferkser. So, I so I mean, and, and I can't remember the guy's name, and I have not seen him drafted, but. I know that he had a good like end of the year. They started playing him the tight end for the saints last year. He had a good end of the year. He was a rookie last year. Now he's got a season under his belt. Uh, Jared cook is out of town. Jared cook is with the chargers now. So, yeah. so these are all things to know that you Taysom can get Hill. them. T- t- I'll taste Hill plays. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Taysom yeah. Hill's listed as tight end and quarterback. So, so, so he's a good Swiss army knife player. And in like in some league in, in, in a lot of the leagues, they were allowing him to be played at tight end and yeah. quarterback. So, so, I mean, even if you start him at tight end, he's still going to get some touchdown passes, some touchdown runs some touchdown catches. So he's, he's going to be, I think a lot of people are going to reach for him, but Sean Payton does utilize him in multiple ways. So, so, so keep that in mind as well too. And if your league uses him at, uh, allows you to use him at tight end, you can get away with a lot with him this year. Oh, yeah. Especially, oh, exactly. especially because he's probably going to play even more snaps with famous Jameis in there. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll end it off with. So, Brandon, if there are one, two, or three even draft tips you have, what, what would they be to 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 focus on the strategy? Uh, the my number one would be um, don't panic. Do 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 not panic. Pay attention to the draft. Like all, all this is encompassed in one. Pay, pay, don't panic. Pay attention to the draft and don't be married to your board. That's one. Always be willing to be flexible to move and have ebb and flows as because everybody's going to draft different. Do not come in with a set strategy and try to stick to it. That strategy will change because people will do random weird things to, to mess up your whole mindset. I guarantee you. Um, two, do research. You cannot come into a draft without knowing who the who uh you know a starting running back for a team is or 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 what cut up a quarterbacks are don't don't be the guy out there drafting injured people okay do research look at depth charts so research is very important number three always come to the draft with with pen and paper knowing the players all right because especially if, if you do those in-person drafts there's not going to be this you know like online and in person definitely helps 
He said, what? It said, moves up. Who's best available? Exactly. So, so like, if, if you're one of those people that don't got a great memory like me, I'm going to come with, with paper seeing who's been taken off so I can know, oh, this person's here because not everybody's going to be drafting like that. So that'll put you ahead of the game by just having paperwork. So those are my top three things. Research, don't panic, and go with the ebb and flow of, of the draft. So I like it. So my, my number one is definitely come prepared as well. And while I say that, Braden and I had been in a league where guy just showed up, nothing, through picks out. We voted him worst draft out of everybody there, and he won the league last year, that year. So that's happened to us. So, so there's, there's <laughs> there, it's always luck, better to be lucky than be good. Uh, sometimes you, you, anything crazy stuff happens. But for the majority, yes, uh, come prepared, man. Come prepared because you're going to have people, like I said, third rounders that may end up being available in the fifth round because it's your turn to pick and you cross off all these names, you're crossing off, crossing, 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 but a name right here is still available and you're picking down here already. So damn, I can get this guy down here. So that, that's, that's why I say, I, I would like to try to take if talent falls to me taking that talent. Yeah. Uh, so, and the only way you can know if it falls to you, especially for in-person drafts, those are the best, that's the best way to do it. And we'll do an episode in the near future also about, about drafting about like a draft party. Um, but so come prepared. The only way you can know what talent falls to you is if you have the talent ranked and listed in front of you with that, have fun with it. I, I think my, my other tip is just to have fun with it. So the draft is, is definitely, it's where you build your team. It's supposed to be strategy, 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 but celebrate your picks, rag on people with that you think have bad picks, make it exciting. Uh, it's also to be a good time. Yeah, I know it, it's it's a big deal to us. We we've been doing it for a lot a lot of years, and it's something like it's a bonding experience and a bonding time. Come prepared, and because probably people you'll you'll earn respect if you're prepared. Also, there are yeah. some we've had some people in our league, uh, Howard, a couple of years ago in our main league, who I'm like this knucklehead doesn't know anything. He came super prepared. He yeah. had his he had his boy like build him this spreadsheet. He did, the, and he he built a tough ass team. So, so come prepared. You'll earn, you'll earn some respect, uh, but have fun with it. Just have fun, celebrate it, be there with you guys, be, be excited and be, and pay attention. Pay attention might be my third tip is pay attention to what the heck's going on or yep. in the draft. Uh, pay attention to see if somebody reached, pay attention to see who's available, pay attention to everything going on. Pay attention to what other people around you are doing. If the person around you went tight end wide receiver, no, like, and maybe you went, maybe you wanted to go running back, running back, then wide receiver. Know that that guy's going to go wide receiver next, probably, or running back next, because he's got, he's came into uh, round three with no running backs. So he's really, really screwed himself into, backed himself into a corner where he has to go running back next, or else his team's just going to be hot garbage. So pay attention to these details, uh, but have fun with it, man. Draft loose, draft loose. Like Brandon said, go with the flow. Don't reach for anybody. Take best available. Build your team and have fun and and love it. Don't worry about if you didn't get the players that you wanted because you got the best availables, the best players that were available to you at the time. You got anything else, Brandon? That's it, man. That's, that's, that's like that's I said, it. strategy. Every everybody's strategy is different. So once again, one major takeaway is do not be afraid to change up your strategy. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. Like you said. All right. Hey, 
This has been the Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. We appreciate your time. We'll see you next time. We're out. Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast, yeah.